using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean? I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. to the Ask Women podcast, your favorite podcast, where you get advice about how to get beautiful women. I'm one of your hosts, Kristen Carney, along with my co-host, Marnie Kinris. And today we've got basically Magic Mike on the show. It's just like the easiest way to say it. We have Miles Haas. He's the host and producer of the Stripped Down podcast. And he's also the founder and host and producer of Magic Men Live, which is basically why I said we have Magic Mike here. So, hey, Miles, you're going to give us so many cool um, insider insights to women and what they want from your background. So we're excited to talk to you. First of all, Miles, I definitely want to hear like your backstory on why you started doing this. It's just so interesting because I like a strip club is a place where women are their most free and you get to see the true animal instincts of women. And I know that what you're going to share is going to be absolutely amazing. And guys are going to definitely gain insight from what you share. But first, I do want to dive into for a couple of minutes, like, how did this start? How did you start stripping? How did you (laughs) create this massive show? Like, I want to hear about the background of this because it's pretty amazing. First, let me clarify, I never stripped. Okay, right, right. right. I was just the orchestrator of the boxer, the chaos. (laughs) I was the Mm -hmm. guy. I've been doing a lot of research for you fellas. Let me just put it to you like that. (laughs) Okay, so how far back do we want to go? Well, let's give like a a two-minute recap. So however far back you want to go and whatever you think is beneficial for the guys who are listening. Okay, no problem. Well, first off, let me just start by saying like, thank you guys for having me on. I'm like, yeah, of course. This is a little bit of a different audience than my core audience on Stripped Down Podcast, but I'm really happy to be able to talk to the guys because I've gained so much insight from doing the podcast, from doing what I do, from traveling and producing these concert tours. Now, where it all started is literally my uncle started a adult party entertainment agency back in 1989, and that's my dad's brother. When I turned 18, I was asking my dad, 
I was telling my dad that I wanted to get a weekend job. And I was thinking about doing bartending just to make some easy tips. But he was like very opposed to that idea. He's like, no, 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 no. I don't want you in the bar scene, that nightlife scene. I don't want you around the alcohol and all that stuff. I got a better idea. I'm going to call your uncle and I'm going to see about getting you a job with a stripper agency instead. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to go with that. Yeah. So I'm 18 years old. I walk into my uncle's office and it's a very like stripper-esque type of atmosphere, very feng shui, like pink and black. And he started this thing in, the eight, in like the early 90s, late 80s. So yeah. I love it. it my dad, very... I'm going to interrupt for one second, but my dad actually, so he used to um, have all the cigarette machines in Toronto mm-hmm. when I was really young. So when I was growing up, I was constantly going into strip clubs, into bars. Like that was my world that I went into. So I, exactly what you're picturing and talking yep. about is like the visions I have from childhood. Yeah, that was like the era that he started the company and he actually turned it into this very like successful like professionalized industry like for what it was you know because it was basically hiring male or female entertainers to come to a private party event and it could have been anything from a birthday party a bachelor party a bachelorette party anything of that nature so he was the go-to guy and i grew up in detroit michigan he basically anywhere in michigan where you had any sort of event where you wanted to have some attractive whether it was a dancer, a hostess, a bartender, anything of that nature, he was the guy to call. He turned into a very successful business. And he was doing like close to, like for what it was, like almost a million dollars a year doing just that, booking these private parties. So I got involved when I was 18, just working the back office, like answering phone calls, booking shows, helping the entertainers coordinate their schedules for the weekends. He taught me everything about the business, like inside and out. Uh, and I was basically almost running the thing by the time I was 20 years old. Uh, he would like literally just come in and sign checks and then, all right, Miles, you got it from here. It's awesome. <laughs> but like at that point he had been doing it for like almost 25 years. So he was ready to retire yeah. and he was like down with it. And you can imagine there's a lot of oh, yeah. headache that comes with managing yeah. so many entertainers. So I was directly involved with that. And we worked mostly with the female entertainers because they were like, there was so many more bachelor parties than there were bachelorette parties. And I used to go out to bachelor parties every single weekend, just driving the girls, making sure that they were safe and, you know, coordinating everything with the customers, the clients and all that. Just making sure that they got from point A to point B safely, timely and all that. So I'd never seen the other side of it. I had never seen what it was like to be at a bachelorette party. But one day, my uncle gets a call from a guy who's throwing a ladies' night. And it was like, he said there was like about 50 to 100 women that were going to be there. And he wanted to hire four guys to come and entertain the, the crowd or whatever and put on a little show. But there wasn't really a show. You know what I mean? So it was just each individual guy doing their own thing. And I was like, he told me, he's like, go with them, make sure that it goes smooth. I said, no problem. So I go with them. And now this is my first opportunity to see what it's like on the other side. I know what it's like to walk into a bachelor party. Okay. So the guys are all drinking, playing poker, playing cards, whatever, just conversating. The girls walk in, you hear a few whistles. Like they don't get too riled up as opposed to 
what it was like walking in with the guys into this ladies' night at the yeah. I walk in, we're in like some hall where there's like a stage or something, we're backstage and we just we're walking backstage. And I remember walking past this curtain and there's like about a 12 inch gap in the curtain where we walk by it and they get a glimpse of you. I walk past it and the guys are right behind me. They walk past it. And all of a sudden I hear this eruption. I'm like, whoa, what the hell was that? Yeah. I had never experienced that before. And I was like, did something happen or did, was that because of the guys? I wasn't sure. And then each guy started to do their performances. Like each guy had like a, a select song or whatever. They go on, they put on their little show. Each guy had like their own little version of a show just for them. It wasn't a collective thing. But every time a guy went out there and did his thing, the girls just went absolutely crazy for them. Like the energy in the room was like unlike anything I've ever seen. And that is what planted the seed in my head of, okay, there's something here that I don't know what is going on with this, like why they're reacting this way, but the energy in this room is telling me something. Like women love this. They want this. They want this for more reasons than the obvious. And it's well, not because... Do you, do you know what the reasons are? Like, yeah, why yeah. do women want this? Okay, so what is the reason that women want this so badly? And why do, do they react? Do you agree that women are judged for enjoying that type of entertainment much more harshly than men are? And would you also agree that for the most part, over the last 20 years or so, I'm talking, like, most entertainment and the most the sexualization that you'd see in TV, media, and whatnot is usually, like, a female. It's mostly catering to men right mm -hmm. it's catering to us guys and women are almost kind of like judged for liking those kind of things going to those kind of things embracing their sexuality right so now you you get all the ladies in one room and this is your chance to finally actually like express yourself feel free be kind of let go of that that suppression and really enjoy yourself in that way. It's almost like you've been told, no, you're not supposed to do that for so long. And now when you do get the chance to do it, you're like, I'm going to take advantage of this and have like really have fun. Like, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I felt like that is a big component of why women reacted in that way to something. It's like they're like unleashed. That. It's like not necessarily. To, yeah. Right. It's not necessarily because like you're that excited to see like a half naked guy. It's like, okay, whatever. But it's just like this, this opportunity to be with all your girlfriends and to enjoy this type of entertainment when it's supposed to be this no-no. It's like, okay, that's the exciting part, right? Yeah. Well, I have, so, I have a whole bunch of questions. So I, I actually want to start off in the very beginning where you were... And it's amazing. And I love like what you took your uncle's business to and like had this massive show that was traveling all around the United States. Like I just think it's absolutely fantastic that you were able to accomplish that. But... Here's the questions that I have for the guys who are listening. So mm. let's start with the women and the that you worked with in the very beginning. And then I want to flip over to the other side with the guys. But I would love some insight, if you can remember, about what the female strippers were thinking. Like, would they go there and would they be open to dating any guys? Did they feel bad for any of the guys that were there? Like, what was the backroom talk about them going in and stripping for these men? 
I know it changes for every situation, so, but yeah. I don't think that was necessarily like top of mind or like the focus for them, you know? They were obviously in that position because of whatever circumstances they were going through. So their their main focus was how do I do this comfortably, safely, and obviously make good money while doing it if I'm going to be doing it. Their main concern was that, but they would get guys hitting on them every party, every guy's trying to get, you know, trying to do something or trying to see how far he can go with the girl or try to get her number or whatever. But in the back of their minds, they know that the way they are kind of being introduced to the guy is not necessarily the best for them if they are looking for something serious. If they want to have their fun, by all means, like they're going to entertain it. You know right. what I mean? But if they're looking for something serious, like there's there's a preconceived notion that that guy has. You know that the intentions are surface level, obviously. Like they're just, what they see on the surface, they, they see you in that light, that's what they want, right? And there's nothing wrong with that as long right. as everybody's on the same page, right? So if she's feeling a guy or whatever, they, you know, she could entertain it. I'll be honest though, I didn't see a lot of that. I didn't see it. I can't even recall many instances where that really occurred because the focus was they were there to do a job. You know what right. I mean? We're there in a work kind of mindset. But they do experience difficulties being or doing that type of job in like whether they meet a person at a party or not, right? Because the partner has to kind of be super understanding of like what she's doing, why she's doing it and have this trust and the security in themselves. It just takes a different type of person to be with a male or female entertainer. You know what I mean? Gotta be super understanding. Like even us guys, even me as the host and the producer and the like, I wasn't even dancing and stripping or any of that. Like there was still a lot of insecurities that came with anybody sure. that wanted to be serious with me, which was just kind of like, okay, that's a hard pill to swallow, but it's like kind of comes with the territory and I understand why. So the only thing that I could do as a guy is try to offset that insecurity and like earn that trust and make sure that you know, hundred percent like what this is for me. Like it's strictly a job. It's strictly this. And you are the person that I want to make sure feels like the number one person in my life. You know what I mean? That goes vice versa. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But even sure. with that, like the individual, the partner has to still be secure to a certain degree as well and be trusting, you know? Yeah, I totally get that. So let's slip over to the other side of the male entertainers. Like, mm-hmm. please share insights because. Do women reveal things to these men? Like, what did you learn about women from doing these performances? Like, I want to hear all of it. A lot. I mean, <laughs> I could, with where it started, it was like, okay, women obviously desire this more than they perceive, like they put out to the world because they're judged for it. That's one on the surface, like that's the most obvious thing. Right. But then as you get deeper into it, like as years went by, like at first I was like, great, we're providing an atmosphere that is fun for women. We're having a blast doing it. We're getting all this attention from women. We're getting to see this different side of it, the the world. You know what I mean? Like 
literally in that atmosphere, the world is flipped on its head. Like we are the objects of the desire. They're trying to hit on us. They're trying to buy us a drink. They're trying to take us to dinner. They're trying to use pickup lines on us. Like it's completely flipped and it reveals a lot. But the thing that I learned that was like the most profound was like, this is a reflection of something that is lacking in society. And that is why you are treating me this way now, or this is why you're enjoying this so much. This is why you appreciate this environment so much. This is a reflection of your real life in some way. This is offsetting that in some way. And when I tapped into that, that's when I started to pay attention a little bit deeper and like really start to like open my ears and like try to figure this out. Now, as the producer of the show, my job is to make sure that their experience is like obviously fun, but also impactful in a way. Like, okay, we're going to make it entertaining, but okay, let's take it a step further now. Let's make it impactful. Let's make them like feel something while they're in that room. Make them leave with the memory and an experience and like a new kind of sense of their self that they didn't have before. You know, if we could just add to that in some way, right? That would be like mission accomplished for me as a producer. So now I'm thinking about, okay, what are their real life problems? What are they being judged for? What are some of the real issues? Okay, now that's not something that we as like men and women like do necessarily. We're mostly like focused on our problems. We're not like really asking ourselves, what are their problems? Why are they? We should be, but. Why are they not trusting? Why are they so standoffish? Why are they? Like, if you get to the root of that, man, it's such a life hack. It's such like, it changes everything. It completely changes your perspective. It changes your approach with women. It, It makes it way less stressful because you're so much more understanding. You get it. Like, I understand. Like, I don't take anything you do personal. If you ghost me, I don't take it personal. It's not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of you in some way or another. And I can understand how you got there. It might not necessarily have to do with me. I'll take any constructive criticism like with a grain of salt and consider it and whatnot, but I'm not going to take it to heart and get all, you know, think, oh, I give up. This is too much. Like, it's such a headache. I don't want to deal with the bullshit anymore. It's like, I see that a lot in today's day and age with both men and women. It's like they're fed up with dating and relationships, like all the games that are involved. And I'm just like, it doesn't have to be that stressful. It really doesn't. If we could just... Hey, I want to take a quick break and then I want to hear about this. So sure, uh, we're going to have you. a quick break and then we will come back with Miles. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting, or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. 
You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back. I want you to continue, please. No problem. <laughs> okay, so... One thing that I've been talking to the ladies about a lot on my podcast is mastering like the ability of being happy, like completely alone, right? Because that is like the foundation for yourself to be like the most free and the most like yourself when you are interacting with others. You know what I mean? So that means like you don't have any desperate energy for anything. I don't need a relationship. I don't need to get in your pants. This, that, and I don't need your approval in any way or another. I'm good on my own. I am so like happy with this life that I've built for myself. I'm happy. Like I'm there, right? So now I take nothing personal and I'm much more comfortable just like being myself, like take it or leave it. And I'm also exuding this energy that's like much more positive instead of having like this negative kind of outlook on life and dating and everything like that. You know, that energy just really isn't attractive. And neither is desperate energy where the person feels like they want, you want something from them. You know what I mean? Like you could always kind of tell like, okay, what do they want from me? What, what's their angle? What's the, what are they trying to get at? You know what I mean? And that energy is not comfortable. You're always on your toes. You can't trust this easily. So starting with being happy alone, people talk about like, okay, the key with women or the key with guys, just be confident. Just be confident. It's like, we've heard that from everybody. <laughs> right. And what does it mean? Well, actually, so let me ask you a question. So these women on your podcast, like, what are they saying to you that you're advising be comfortable on your own? Like, what are their concerns? What are their fears? What are their struggles with guys? Are they... Because it sounds like they're also, as you said, you know, kind of fed up and done with it and frustrated. Mm-hmm. So the idea of being happy alone is really just like the underlying foundation to getting to the end goal which is to have a successful long-term relationship with somebody that they can call like their best friend, you know, somebody that they lean on, somebody they depend on, somebody they can trust, somebody that they know is going to have their back, that's going to be loyal to them. Like that's the number one thing for most women. they're getting burned a lot. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, they're getting burned a lot. And I can see it from both sides. And okay, so how do we get to a place where the guys or the people that you're entertaining are willing to go beyond just the surface level, right? So in order for somebody to go beyond just the surface level with you, because surface level attention equates to surface level intention. So you've got to go beyond the surface level. How are you going to get another person to go beyond the surface level or look at you beyond just the surface level? First, you have to present more than just the surface level. You have to be comfortable enough. And that's a really good note for guys as well. Because yep. if they are, da- if they are going on dates with people who are super attractive, someone who's a stripper, someone who's like seen a certain way, yeah, this, this going applies. beyond that is essential mm-hmm. for them to see those things right. that are beyond that. And here's like a thing that I've noticed about myself personally. I had way more success with women ever since I stopped caring about trying to get anything from them. Yeah. But easier said than done, right? So that's easier said than done. You know how I got there though? 
Yeah, is I want to hear. I literally got to a place where I wasn't validating myself off of somebody else's approval. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just women, but anybody in general. I wasn't validating myself off of their approval. And now I'm way more comfortable just being literally exactly who I am. And it's this happy version of who I am because I've created this happy, like comfortable life for myself. So I have no reason to not exude that energy out when I'm in your company or interacting with you. And that can be felt, right? And I'm telling you, like, I've never had it just like fall in my lap more often than when I started to take on that sort of mentality, that way of thinking. And I feel like that can go both ways for men and women. When you are happy alone, you're much more capable of presenting who you actually are, which in turn makes them much more comfortable presenting exactly who they are. Now we can start to appreciate those levels of each other, about each other, and get to a place of truth on whether or not this is something that can be long-term or whether or not it's going to be just friends or whether or not it's only like, it can't be anything long-term, but we find each other attractive. I think you're sexy. Let's do a FWB type situation. Let's keep it in this lane. Like all options are on the table, but we got to know what we're dealing with. And the only way we're going to get there is if we're able to present our authentic selves and get them to present their authentic selves. And how do you get somebody to present their authentic self? I totally agree. How do you get somebody to present their authentic self to you? One, if you're authentic. Yeah. And then two, if you're not... Follow the leader. It really is. Follow the leader. Yep. And also Mm non-judgment. Exuding like an energy or like making them kind of feel like I'm not judging you. Like I have zero expectations of what this might be, where this could go. I'm not expecting you to behave a certain way. I want you to be exactly who you are. You know, I'm not judging you. I literally like will accept you for who you are, right? You're married, right? Yeah. So would you say your husband, before you could decide that he would be your husband, you got to a place where I could be exactly who I am with this individual. Yes, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And well, that was actually the first thing that I felt with him was that right I was this complete comfort and ease. Obviously, I surround myself with a lot, a lot of men. That's just my world. And I had always done that even before I started my business. I was working in, in finance and that world was all men. Right. So I had men around me and options around me, but my mm-hmm. husband was the first person that I felt very at ease with, like very calm. Well, what was it about him that made you feel so at ease? Because he's so at ease with himself, like exactly what you're mm-hmm. saying. In what way did he make you feel like he wasn't judging you for being at ease? I mean, he's actually a pretty judgmental person now that but, I know him better, but... <laughs> but with I you in particular... I don't actually know what it was. It was just like his, he was very comfortable in his own skin. He was very comfortable saying what he wanted to say, being who he was, saying yes, saying no. He wasn't attempting to please me. And so in the past, I had many men, like in the finance world, like showier guys who were trying to show me something. And then I had lots of guys who were on the pleasing side, right? Who were maybe not as confident or comfortable in their own skin. And they kind of adjusted to me. And I didn't like that very much because 
I also didn't feel comfortable in my skin. I don't want to be around somebody else who didn't feel comfortable. And I didn't want somebody who's trying to show me something because that felt like bullshitty to me. So my husband was just different in that he was himself and he like was not apologizing for it. Not in a rude, disrespectful way, right. but in a, in a not even proud way, just like a, this is me. Like, like, yeah, just a nonchalant, casual yeah. way. Like, me. And I like, loved it. Yeah. And I'm willing to back influence your willingness to be the same way back with him. Right. For sure. And I think when you said, like, he is judgmental, but here's the thing like, he has his opinions, but he doesn't. He has his values and you. opinions. You're right. It's right, not judgmental. He doesn't chastise or, or criticize you or make you feel, you know, less than for having a, a different opinion. Right. right. Yeah, you're allowed to have your judgments, your opinions and whatnot, but you're not like... No, he's not disrespectful yeah. towards other people. You're right. You're Thinking absolutely differently right. of somebody because they have different ways of thinking. It's like, okay, I agree to disagree is the answer a lot of times. Yeah. So I think I that is like really the foundation for everybody. It's like when you interact with people, just think about your best friend, your bros, your homies, like... These are all individuals that you are yourself with. And this is like a little hack that I've been kind of preaching as well. It is like, and I know this kind of is counterintuitive to a lot of the man culture type (laughs) philosophies out there. And I say pursue friendships and not relationships because of the mindset that it creates in you, right? It's like when you go into a situation, like I don't want anything from you other than just creating a new friend, you know, like just trying to be myself the same way I would be with any one of my friends because your partner that you're going to end up with for the rest of your life. You talk to any married couple that's been together for a long period of time, any old married couple, you ask them, how do you describe your partner? Who are they to you? They're going to respond back saying they are my best friend. Right. <laughs> so it's like that is the foundation, but that goes against. Well, no, that means they're putting me in the friend zone. Listen, you got to go through the friend zone to get to the end zone, my boy. Listen to me. And not only that, when you take that approach, especially if you don't have like a lot of experience with women, this is a lot of the reason why I have so much insight is because I have so many girlfriends, even if they're attractive, I don't give a shit about being in the quote unquote friend zone because there's so many like benefits to it. I'm gaining so much more insight, like true insight, like the truth of who you are, how women actually are, what they actually want, what you actually think, how you think, who you interact with, why you It's also because you're being curious and you're asking questions and you're listening. And I'm being non-judgmental too. Non-judgmental. I'm not not taking... Yeah. Exactly. I don't like... You could tell me about guys, your guy problems, your girl. That's one thing that the girls that I was driving every weekend, they used to tell me everything because I was their homie, right? <laughs> they used to, I knew everything about every guy they were talking to, all the boyfriend problems. So I got like the truth of it. And it just, it's so much insight. You know what I mean? It's valuable insight for whoever it is that's going to end up being your long-term partner. So not every interaction that you have with a female has to be towards getting something out of her or, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be her boyfriend or trying to get in her pants. It's like, let me just be homies with a bunch of girls or a bunch of people in general. And whoever I vibe with, I vibe with. Whoever I don't vibe with, we just going to be friends. And that's all good too. Either way, I'm good. Because again, I'm happy alone. Like I'm good either way. And my time will come. 
Like, there's no doubt about that in my mind, right? It's, I relate it to being kind of like an entrepreneur in a way. You know, you could try a bunch of businesses, but if you're a determined entrepreneur, it doesn't matter how many times you fail, you're going to land on one business eventually that you are going to knock out the park, yeah. right? Yeah. And you may have just picked the wrong business in the past, or you just weren't developed as a business entrepreneur well enough to be able to really execute on that particular business. Whatever I learned from it, I'm going to take all that knowledge. I'm going to grow. I'm going to get better. And I'm going to start to look at other businesses that I'm going to be better suited for and that I'm going to turn into an empire. Right. I love it. But you got to get better as as an entrepreneur and you got to start to be more like conscious of, okay, what business works for me? What can I knock out the park? Right. And don't take it personal. It's like when you fail at that one business, it's like, oh, businesses don't work. You know, (laughs) no businesses work. It's a bad idea to go into business. What? Okay. No doubt. If you go start a business with that attitude, the first sign of trouble, you're closing shop. Oh, see, I knew it wasn't going to work. I'm done. I got to see, close it up. Whatever. Like you are going to, you're going, right you're going to yep. fail. You're going to fail because you're going to quit. Actually, I'm going to wrap up the show because because Kristen, even though she's not talking, she needs to race off of this. But I love everything that you've said. And I definitely want to have you back and hear some of that like chit chat that the women were having to you oh, no problem. that you could share with the guys. Because I think that that's really valuable information. But thank you so much for coming on to the Ask hey. Women podcast. You were awesome. No Do you want to tell problem. people where they can listen to you? Yeah. It's, strip, it's the Strip Down podcast, but where is it available? Pod- Strip Down Podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. We also are on Instagram where I do weekly live streams where I have these types of conversations all the time to take direct questions from the the listeners and I just answer them rapid fire. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun yeah. with it. And it's just, it's the same type of conversation. So any fellas that are listening to this, you guys are more than welcome to come join in on all that. And I'll be happy to, you know, offer any insight I can. I love helping the fellas out. We got a few fellas that listen to us too, and they they be picking up what we be putting down because everything that we say, even though we're talking to the women, it goes both ways. Yeah. Like I say this all the time, it's not a gender thing, it's a human thing, like a lot of these issues. So it's just, let's just address that and we can figure it out, my boy, no problem. I love it. So Stripped Down Podcast, Miles, thank you so much for coming on the show. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. And we have Kristen on here as well. And if you want to get any banter advice from Kristen, please go to Kristen and Chill. Or actually, is there a new website yet? It's coming, but it's, it's so kristenandchill.com. But it will be thebantercoach.com. Oh, awesome. Okay, perfect. Well, we will see you guys next week. You are amazing. Amazing. 